Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann. Eli, how are you? I'm fantastic. Good day. Will you tell me what you've been watching? Um, what have I been watching? Oh, I gave you a list. Okay, a few things. Oh, okay. First, I took a flight. And as you know, I like to watch old movies on flights. Mm -hmm. So I decided to watch the original A Star is Born. And? I think it's the original. Judy Garland is the original one, right? It's like 1956 or something. There might be one like before that and then Judy Garland and then then Barbara Streisand. I watched the Judy Garland one. And I was 100% prepared to come to this podcast today. I was like, I'm going to watch this and then I'm going to go tell Meg the first one, the original, was great. They didn't need to remake the original. Oh, it's trash, right? It is possibly the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Why did they remake that thing? And I know I'm like, this is blasphemy because Judy Garland, one of the two patron saints of gay. So you have to be real Who's careful. Who's the other? Cher? No, Liza Minnelli. Every Her daughter? Yes. Every boy finds out he's gay because Judy Garland or Liza Minnelli appears to them at night and sings either Somewhere Over the maybe Rainbow this time. or Maybe This Time. That song's my jam. And which one you get is very telling on what kind of gay you are. Which was yours? I got Judy Garland. (laughs) So (laughs) anyway, this movie is so long and it does this thing that I hope no other movie has ever done because it was the weirdest, most boring, awful thing I have ever seen in a movie where it would go for like 30 minutes of just normal movie and then it would switch to like that old slideshow style where it'd just be like a slide of like two people talking and voiceover. Ugh. And it would do that for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then it would switch back to normal movie. I don't like that. It was so weird and so boring. And all, all of a sudden they would go into like a musical number that would last literally 20 minutes. But it had nothing to do with the film. It was the weirdest movie. Don't see it. Have you seen the Barbra Streisand one? No, I've only seen the... Gaga. The Lady Gaga version. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Barbara Streisand one has to be better, right? I don't know. I'm going to give it a try. I what? I'm not a huge Barbara Streisand fan. Stop. I know. People, like, are willing to die for Barbara Streisand. Did you, and I'm like, meh. Did you see Funny Girl? Yeah. Funny Girl is, like, one of my favorite movies. Maybe I should rewatch it. Oh, it's so good. Makes me so happy. She cloned her dogs. Yeah, she sure did. She's a she's a weird lady. Oh, for sure. Uh, okay, Orange is the New Black ended. I know, and I'm sorry. I have to tell you, truly, I think Orange is the New Black is a top five best drama of all time. And the series finale was a like masterpiece. Yeah. Absolute masterpiece. It wrecked me. And they did... The, the series finale was good for all of the reasons that the show was good in general, and that is that it somehow was simultaneously incredibly sad and incredibly hopeful. And I don't mean switching from scene to scene, like sad, hopeful, sad, hopeful. I mean, in in particular moments, it was somehow both incredibly sad and hopeful. And um, Skyler, who would not ever watch the show with me because he said that it just wasn't his thing, uh, came into the room during the last episode and sat down for a minute. And I look over at him like five minutes later and he is ugly crying because he oh, is no. like so emotionally like touched by this thing that he doesn't even understand the context of. It truly was like incredibly well written, really well acted. If you jumped ship on Orange is the New Black at some point, I would really recommend that you give it a try again. 
Um, anyway, it's kind of sad that it's over, but I'm proud of Netflix for actually executing a show well to the end. It's the first time I've seen Netflix do that. Yeah, that's quite a feat to stick the landing. I think that's a feat for any show, not just a Netflix show, but like to have a really satisfying totally. finale. Totally. Uh, anything else? Uh, Fleabag. I watched the entirety of Fleabag in one week, and you did not warn me that Fleabag only has two seasons and they're done. And forever. I screamed at the TV last night when it ended because it ends in a way that it's pretty clear they're, they intend it to be done. Forever. Forever. And I was like, no. No, 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 Yep. We only got, like, it's not a very long show. No. It's like two seasons of, like, six or seven episodes each, and the episodes aren't very long. And each one is a masterpiece. There. It is so good. Olivia Coleman put her in everything. There is a scene from the season finale of season one that I think about all the time as being the best writing I have ever witnessed Which in a scene? series. Where she's talking to the man who works at the bank and he's at this rehab center for essentially misogynist. Yeah. And he talks about the things he wants to do with his wife. Yeah. And it is so heartbreaking and simple and show don't tell. It's like, it's a masterclass in writing. It is. He's, he's sitting there and he's like clearly broken. He's like made a mess of his life. And he's like, I want to put dishes in the dishwasher yeah. and then take them out and put them on the shelf and watch my wife use them the next day. And it's just like this weird... And it, I, I get turned off by monologues in TV shows, especially when it's like to a point that you're like, nobody talks this way. But they somehow wrote the monologues in this in a way that felt real. She's amazing. Yeah, she is really You need to phenomenal. watch Killing Eve next because she's the writer of Killing Eve. Oh, and I know that was like your favorite show of last year or yeah. two years ago. Okay, I'm going to... Killing Eve is going to be my next thing. But I... Anyway... I 100% recommend it. It's a lot more crass than I was okay, expecting. Okay, so you texted me uh, when you started it and said, wow, this is way more crass than I was expecting. And I remember watching the pilot and thinking like, oh, this might not be my jam. Yeah. Like there's some like dirty jokes and stuff. But I feel like that starts to fade and like the humanity starts to shine through the further yeah. into the series you get. Yeah. Um, I think that season when season two ended, I – it was as though someone had cut open my stomach and, like, splayed my organs out on the ground. Like, I was, like, completely gutted yeah. by the emotional ride I had just been on. Yep. So that's a sell. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what it really reminded me of? Uh, it was like that this, that show Miranda. Mm. It was pretty much Miranda if you made it a drama. Yeah. It was really strange how similar those characters are. If you have not watched Miranda on, is it Hulu? I think so, It's a yeah. British show. And I'm sure that that was part of her inspiration. It must have been because the character is so similar. Miranda is just such a happy, ridiculous show. Yeah. Just such a ridiculous show. But it makes me so happy. I 100% recommend Miranda. Miranda and Fleabag. And Fleabag. Anything else? Um, do I have anything else on my list? You, you do not. List? Yeah, that's it. Um, My turn. Yes. I We were two episodes into Succession. Oh, yeah. I really am enjoying it. Succession is great. I was laughing so hard during the last episode because there's this scene between two characters where one of them is tasked with working at essentially Fox News. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but I have like standards. It goes against my principles. And he's like, what principles? What are you talking about? Don't be an a-hole. Nobody has principles. And I'm like, yes, this is. This is the summation of American democracy yeah. right now. Like, who has <laughs> principles? 
it's just such a smart satire of rich people and the way this country is run. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Season two of Mindhunter is out on Netflix. We watched season one. Mindhunter is a show about the beginning of studying serial killers. So there were these two agents at the FBI who sat down with serial killers and kind of got to the bottom of their stories and their motivations for why they did what they did. Uh, Season one was like dark and disturbing. It's a David Fincher um, but it was based on a true story, so it's interesting. Season two, I got three episodes in, and it got so dark I had to stop. Really? It's it's a hard watch. Huh. Um, if you're into true crime, it's it's really well done. It does season two does get into like murders of children, and that's where I just couldn't oh. do it anymore. Okay, uh, just too much for me. Um, and then last week, the trailer for Little Women. Yeah. I am excited and nervous. So run through who's in it. Saoirse Ronan mm-hmm. is Joe. Okay. Uh, is Emma Stone in it? Emma Watson. Which oh. <laughs> I heard a rumor at some point that Emma Stone was being considered or considering. Oh, I don't. No. She's not in it. Okay. Um, Emma Watson, which I know is not your favorite. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Laura Dern. Yep. Is Marmy. My girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad. Florence Pugh. And I, the other actresses aren't coming to mind, but Timothy Chalamet is Teddy. Uh, and which, you love Timothy. I love him like a son. Yeah, I know. I love Saoirse Ronan like a daughter. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to see what these young kids do. This is their second film together, I guess. Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird. And now this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Let's see how it turns out. Why are you nervous? Because the first one is so good. Because nobody can defeat Winona. Winona. I mean, mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon. Like, it's like Claire Danes. Yeah. It's already a perfect movie. And I'm like, Ugh. why are we redoing Also, this? it sounds like they kind of rewrote some of the dialogue. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> Well, you don't want them to just totally remake it word for word, right? Because then what's book. the point? Take yeah. the dialogue from the oh, book. Oh, the dialogue between. Yeah, I gotcha. Anyway, uh, which leads us to why we've gathered here today, which is to discuss the fall movies we Mm -hmm. are excited about. So, Goldfinch. Did you read Goldfinch? No. Goldfinch is a book that came out uh, five to eight years ago, I don't remember, by Donna Tartt. Uh, It is a book. It is a long book. Mm -hmm. We listened to the audio version of it, and it was well over 20 hours to listen to. Yeah. Very interesting story, very depressing story. It's really kind of a slog, an emotional slog to get through. I am really interested to see how they turn that into a two-hour movie. Who, who's if in it? If it can be done. Nicole Kidman okay. is the only person who's coming to mind. Uh, there's a lot of like, oh, that guy when you watch the trailer, but oh, okay. like the names you don't quite know. Okay. The trailer looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna. It's a hard book to adapt to screen. What's it about? What's the see, one sentence a, plot? Well, no, you can't. you can't. Mostly just about a guy growing up. Okay. Coming of age film. But <sighs> essentially he has a painting he shouldn't have. And it's like the story of him carrying that with him through adolescence. Okay. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. What about you? What's one you're excited for? Okay. I Excited. I guess I'm excited for it. It part two. Did you see the first one? Yeah. What'd you think? So I love it. I love the book. It's not a super popular opinion. No, I've heard it's really good. Uh, I loved the I loved the series from the 80s. Are you scared think, easily? 
Uh, yes. And did this scare you? I, here's the thing. I saw this as a kid, and you know how scary movies you see as a kid? They're just scary in a, a unique way. Like, I think if I had seen the 80s version as a 30-year-old, I would have been like, this is stupid. But because it scared me so much as a kid, when I see images of Tim Curry dressed as Pennywise the Clown, I feel fear. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Tim Curry. And he is so good in it. And so I was really excited for the remake. I did not love part one. I felt like they I felt like the, they didn't tell a story. It was basically just two and a half hours of a clown jumping out and scaring kids, and okay. there was no story. Okay. And I think the story that the book tells and that the original series told is a really beautiful story. About, like, tolerance, right? It's, it's about love. It's about, honestly, it's about this town that has developed apathy for one another, and because of that, an evil presence has been allowed to come in, and these kids have to learn that the only way, the only true way to beat this evil presence is to care about one another. Hmm. Like, that's, like, the very basic story, and I think it's so beautifully done, but if you watch the remake, I, I went with a couple of people who had never read the book or seen the original, and when we left, they're like, so why was the clown killing kids? Like, they just, it was completely, they're never explained or shown at all it was just literally two and a half hours of a clown jumping out and scaring kids and then eating them. And the CGI was awesome. The clown was creepy. The performances were fine. But I just like left really disappointed in it. I think that I'm going to feel the same way about part two. Stephen King has apparently seen it and thinks it's amazing. But I think he says that about almost all of the movies. That no, he hated The his... Shining. Yeah, I know he hated The Shining. But he's known for like hyping the movies based off of his books that, you know. Well, so we'll see. But I am going to go see it, and it's been, you know, we've been waiting two years for it to come out, so I'm kind of excited to see how they do part two. Interesting. Yeah. So, hmm. about a month ago, a trailer was unleashed on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring cats. And everyone since has been trying to figure out if it's a joke. I just... <laughs> I've watched the trailer a number of times, and my list of questions only grows. Right. I I know, like, very little about Cats the Musical. Yeah. Turns out there's not a plot. Yeah. They're all just singing songs about yeah. being a cat. I guess. And there's, like, no overarching story. Yeah. How is that a movie? <sighs> the choices they've made in the art direction of this thing, they're, like, human faces with uh, digital fur technology, as yeah. they call it, which is amazing, uh -huh. uh, with tails coming like directly out of their butts, yeah. not like above, like yeah. actual cat. Yeah, and there's like cat it looks boobs like poop and cat. <laughs> there's like I, I just I'm baffled by every choice I've seen going into this. Yeah, I'm going to see it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, we're gonna go see it multiple times. Yeah, probably because <laughs> I am baffled by how this is gonna turn out. Is do people like Cats the Musical? Ironically, I don't understand in how the it was 80s, so popular. I think it was huge. It was. It was uh, from what I've heard, it's the dancing that people were like, "Wow, the dancing in Cats." What a strange thing! It's the music's bananas. It is bananas. It's <laughs> something else. So it went, that comes out this fall. Do you I know think when? around Christmas. Oh, okay. It's late. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go see it. Yeah, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um. So, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I'm so excited. 
Are you going to have a hard time taking Tom Hanks seriously Tom as Hanks Mr. Is, Rogers? Tom Hanks is just Tom Hanks at this point. Yeah. Right? Like, he's too big a star to be in this movie. Yeah. They should have found an actor that's an unknown that can do the performance of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I agree with you 100%. But it will be interesting to see how we feel once we see it. Because I feel like this has happened to me before where they've ca- – oh, you know what's a great example? When Julie and Julia came out, I remember thinking – I'm not, I can't, I am not going to be able to separate Meryl Streep from Julia Child, who are like both very distinct people in my mind. Within like 20 seconds of that movie, I was like, they are one, they are the same. That is Julia Child on my screen. But it helps that Julia Child had like a very distinct voice, right? And mannerisms where Mr. Rogers was just like a guy Mm -hmm. and Tom Hanks is just being like a guy Mm -hmm. in it. And it's just Tom Hanks hosting a kids tv show yeah i don't know i need to see it before i really pass a final judgment but the trailer makes me nervous well i'm so excited about it because that the documentary won't you be my neighbor was like my favorite thing that happened last year yeah and so just give me more of that content i mean yeah it's like i could take 20 more fire festival documentaries like yeah. there's no limit to how much of that i'll consume 100 percent. when are they going to make a documentary about the college scandal uh email or the college if it's not already in the Aunt works Becky. i'm very disappointed hbo has to be on that. has to be because i will watch i will watch a 20 hour series on that alone so we uh my sister and i went to the rolling stones mm-hmm. as played by the utah symphony at mm-hmm. deer valley mm-hmm. which was so great so much fun and there you know you're like out on the grass on blankets and we were just kind of sitting and listening to the conversations around us and the people next to us were talking about and becky and the scandal and it like took everything in my power to not like chime in and be like you know like i'm like so passionate about this that when i'm like listening to other people talk about it i'm like oh but what about her thing with the daughter you know like i just like want to want to jump in because man that is fascinating (sighs) it's good stuff aunt becky or aunt becky I hope that prison's nice to her. I know. I hope that she has, like, her own toilet <laughs> in herself. <laughs> All right. What else you got on our list? Uh, have you seen the previews for Jojo Rabbit? No. What is that? Taika Watiti. I always mess up his last name. He's a New Zealand director. He does What We Did in the Shadows. He did Thor Ragnarok. He's a really funny guy. Um, works with Jermaine Clements a lot. Uh, he has this movie coming out about Hitler that's a satire. Hmm. That I cannot adequately describe. You need to watch the trailer. It's one of the funniest trailers I've ever seen. I cannot wait for this movie. What's it called? Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Okay, I'm going to write this. You know, it was like a film festival hit, and now it's getting a wide release. Okay. Um, Very, very interested to see it, Um, and I hope it's successful. What about you? Any others you're interested in? Um, Do I have any others on that list? Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. So Downton Abbey... Look, I ride or die for Downton Abbey. Okay, but this movie looks like they're just preparing for the queen to come over. And that is why it is going to be amazing. I watched that trailer and with Skylar and when it ended, because it literally the whole trailer is like the queen's coming and they're just like getting the house ready for the queen. And it looks like the only tension in the entire movie is Mary is trying to decide if she should move to London or something. And yeah. the trailer ended and Skylar turned to me and he's like, it looks like nothing happens in that movie. And I was like, I know it's exactly. <laughs> I want to go just live in that world and have nothing happen in it. I am totally down for that. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic because every episode of Downton Abbey was the best thing I had ever seen and have seen to this day. And I will go watch it on opening day in the theater. 
with a big thing of popcorn, and I will cry. All right. Uh, the Joker. Yes. Okay. I think it looks good. Yeah. Who's in it? Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. Who is He's nutty unhinged. Enough. He's nutty enough to do he it. He can play this role. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. So does it have Batman in it? I don't think so. I think good. it's just like the beginning of the Joker. We don't need more Batman. Like, we've had a lot of Batman. You know, I said that about Spider-Man and Into the Spider-Verse was really good. So, I like, I give up. I don't know what we need more of anymore. <laughs> okay, so the Joker, though. It looks great. It, I haven't seen a uh, preview for it or anything. People on the internet are mad. Like, we don't need a story about an angry man. I'm like, well, yeah, that's true. But it does look like it's well done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I also have Zombieland Double Tap. Did you see Zombieland, the first one? No. Did that have Emma Stone in it? Has Emma Stone. And you've told me to see it. It's really great. What's it about? Uh-huh. It's about a zombie apocalypse. And it's like a group of people who are not zombies trying to fight off zombies. It's got Woody Harrelson, uh, Jesse it's, Eisenberg. It's a comedy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is just a sequel where they find more people who have escaped the zombies uh, and get together with them. And it just it looks like a fun time. Who, who's in it? Uh... Middle Ditch from Silicon Valley, TJ, no, not TJ, but whatever, um, and Owen Wilson and a few other people in addition to the original cast. Okay, gotcha. So it looks funny. I don't know. It might be a bomb, but I'll go see it. Yeah. So um, I think that's kind of it. That's our list for the fall movies we're excited about. What's this movie that you're, you're going to make me go see with you with The Rock? Oh, <laughs> Hobson Shaw. Yeah, next week we're talking about Hobbs and Shaw, because Eli and I are going to go see Hobbs and Shaw, (laughs) Uh, and hopefully Nick will come with us. We will be back next week to talk about that, and yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll see you next week. Okay.